Hey there, and welcome to the devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Wednesday, October 4th, 2023, and today is our 220th devotional. And today we're looking at Manoah, an unwise, unwise husband and father. We find his story in Judges chapter 13. It says this, Judges chapter 13, verse 22 and 23, it says, and Manoah said unto his wife, We shall surely die, because we have seen God. But his wife said unto him, If the Lord were pleased to kill us, he would not have received a burnt offering and a meat offering at our hands, neither would he have showed us all these things, nor would he nor would at this time have told us such things as these. So what what has gone on here and what is happening? Well, Manoah and his wife, we never find out her name as far as I can tell. Uh, Manoah and his wife are the uh, father and mother of Samson. Uh, and we'll deal with Samson a little bit more tomorrow, Lord willing. But Manoah here is the husband, the father, and he's just a little bit unwise in the way he does things. Uh, moving forward. So let's find out a little bit more about him. He was of the tribe of Dan. Now, Dan, if uh, you'll look in your Bible at the back, sometimes you'll find a map that has the different uh, sections of where the tribes uh, had their inheritance. And I said this yesterday, I think uh, a good inheritance for each person is something that our governments should be thinking about giving each person a piece of land that they can work. Uh, we wouldn't have to have welfare then. You know, it it just makes sense to, to work the land, uh, to live uh, where you can grow your own crops, you can have your own garden, you could have uh, some sheep or a cow or something. Uh, it makes perfect sense to me, but I'm just a farm kid, so uh, what do I know? But here they had their inheritance in between uh, what would have been Judah and Ephraim and to the west of Benjamin. So right in that little section and right to their uh, east or to their south and west would have been uh, the Philistines right there on the coast. Uh, the Danites would have had a section that um, if the Philistines wanted to attack uh, anywhere north of uh, Israel, in the northern part of Israel, uh, they would have had to go, to have gone through Dan. And Dan was known for being a very, uh, they were quite a, a, a tough group of guys. And, and they, they stood up for themselves. They, they fought, uh, they were known for their, their prowess there. So, um, but here uh, it says of Manoah that his wife was barren. So uh, we already see something about this, that uh, there was some stigmatism that went on about that, not just for the wives uh, to be barren, but for the husbands not to have uh, children. You'll remember that uh, Abraham was like this. His wife, Sarah, was barren. Uh, you'll find also that Rachel was barren. Rebecca was barren. Um, in fact, you find about seven different Ladies in the Bible that were barren, shouldn't have had children, and God made a way for them to have that. And uh, Manoah's wife is one of them. Uh, so uh, you have Sarah, you have 
Rebecca, you have Rachel, you have um, um, John the Baptist's mom, you have Manoah's wife, and then you have the most famous one of all, Mary. Uh, she was a virgin. She shouldn't have had children. So there are some similarities between Samson and Christ. And uh, it's it's kind of interesting to look at. Um, we don't have time to get into all of those, but uh, here you have just some problems going on in the family because Manoah's wife is barren, uh, but they're out working in the field. She's out working in the field alone. Uh, I don't know if Manoah was off doing some other business, letting her work in the garden. Uh, we're not told. I don't want to assume the worst of Manoah, but his wife was alone. And the angel of the Lord appears to her and gives her instructions, saying, don't eat anything of the vine, don't eat anything unclean, um, and, and just watch yourself because you're going to have a child and your child is going to be a Nazarite unto the Lord from the time of his birth all through his life. Um, Samson is the only one that we find in the Bible like that. Uh, others would take this Nazarite vow for a time, uh, a few weeks, a few months, sometimes even a few years, but never, we don't see anyone else uh, who has taken this vow uh, for a lifetime. And so, uh, but he is, they're supposed to protect him. They're supposed to eat the right things and do the right things, uh, have a separate way of life. And that separate way of life was supposed to be a sign to everyone else that God wants us to be set apart. He wants us, he, he doesn't, it, it's not that he doesn't love us, uh, when we sin, it's not that he doesn't love us when we're uh, down in the dirt, you might say, but he is calling us to a higher life. He's not wanting to leave us in the dirt where we're at, you might say. So here, Manoah's wife gets this message. She goes and tells Manoah, and Manoah comes and says, if, if you have had this message, I want to hear it for myself. And so he petitions God for to send the man back. God sends, comes back and talks with him. And Manoah says, what's your name so that I can bless you if this comes about? Very unwise there, uh, thinking that uh, this guy is just joshing us. And, and he's not, if he doesn't even realize that this is God that is speaking to him. And, and the guy says, no, my name is holy. So he offers him an, an offering. Well, that you're not supposed to do if you think it's just a man. If it's God, then you can offer the offering. But if it's just a man or an angel, you're not supposed to do that. Uh, very unwise. And, and yet uh, God accepts it. And God does, the Bible says, wondrously. And then God ascends up with the smoke from off the, the rock that he offered it on. And that's when we find what Manoah uh, said, we will surely die because we have seen God. Uh, and, you know, it, it just is amazing his his level of, um, his his reasoning behind this. If, if God wanted to kill him, he could have killed him right out the first time. And, and Manoah's wife points that out to him, that uh, God was pleased to accept your offering. God was pleased to talk to you. God's not going to kill you for this. 
uh, he just is unwise in the way he deals with it. And then we see a little bit later on in the next chapter how he is unwise in dealing with his children and dealing with his son, Samson. He's naive. Uh, when Samson brings him some honey, uh, he doesn't question him on it. He doesn't question him where he got it, what happened. And if you'll remember, uh, Samson had killed a lion when he went down to Timnath to to see this young lady that was of the Philistines. And then he comes back to his dad and says, I want this girl from the Philistines. And, and Manoah should have stood up and said, no, we're not doing that. We're not going down that road. Um, he didn't do that. He gave in. He was timid. And, and you might say, well, it says in there that the, the Lord had, had pushed Samson to do this. The Lord, this was of the Lord. Uh, so that there would be an occasion so that Samson could fight. There was already an occasion to fight. And, and it, it just, Samson didn't need to go down this road. It, God used it. This is one of those cases where God can take the worst mistakes that we make and turn them into good, but he didn't need to. We find that Manoah was just not wise. So what can we learn from Manoah as, as we wind down here. Well, first off, as a husband and a father, our jobs are our job is to bring stability and protection to our family. Ephesians chapter 5 uh, verse 25 tells us this, husbands love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Uh, there are so many more verses in the Bible about what a husband is supposed to do. And just the way we are to love our wives, uh, the way we are to care for them and cherish them. And the Bible even tells us when we cherish our wife, it's like we're, we're loving our own flesh. You know, it's just the good that you do to her, it's going to come right back onto you. Uh, and, and that's what we're supposed to do. Just like Christ, we're supposed to be like Christ in the marriage. And, and, what a wonderful thing that God has given to us with a marriage there, uh, just to uh, to love our wives and then to love our children. Uh, it says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. That word wrath there can also be lawlessness. Um, they're not supposed to be lawless. Uh, you're supposed to train them the word of God. That's one of the most loving things we can do for our children is teach them the word of God. Uh, I've, I've heard many children and even my own children say, uh, dad, you're doing wrong because you're not to provoke me to anger. Uh, I said, that's not what it says there. That's not what it says. Don't get out of context here. It says not to uh, provoke them to wrath. Um, and I have seen parents provoke their children to wrath, but uh, we need to train them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. The next thing that I see is uh, we should be uh, wise in our relationship with God, knowing that he does love us. He wants what's best for us. If we will just submit to him, he will, he loves to be around us. He loves to have a relationship with us. He wants a relationship with us more than we want a, a relationship with him. I would just point to John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Look at the lengths that God went to 
just so that he could have a relationship with us. And yet so much of the time we think God is after us. God is just waiting to pounce when we step out of line. That is not how God is. Will he do that? Absolutely. He will pounce on us. Uh, and, and it's a good thing. The Bible tells us that we're not supposed to despise the chastening of the Lord because we know that if he chastens us, we're sons. And, and what son, uh, what father does not chasten his son? That's a good thing. But we're to embrace uh, his loving correction. We're to embrace that relationship. And too much of the time, we just want God to stay out of our lives. We want him to uh, let us do what we want to do and leave us alone. And God is not like that. So I hope um, that you can learn something from Manoah that uh, God wants to have a relationship with you. Uh, don't be afraid of that relationship. Don't be frightened when God speaks up and says, hey, uh, I'm standing at the door knocking. Uh, let me in. <laughs> Don't be afraid to open that door and let him in. Uh, and don't be afraid. Uh, husbands, fathers, don't be afraid to train up our families the way that we're supposed to. So I hope that's a help to you. Uh, and until the next time, I'll feed her in.